the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. All right, guys. Hey, this is show number two coming to you from the Mess It Up Podcast studio uh, here at the beautiful Messed Up Ministries building. And we have just been sitting and waiting for uh, a guy I'm liking to call uh, Harley Guy. Uh, waiting for the light to change. So we had to wait for his engine to go away. We might hear more of that. We apologize in advance for all the extra noises that you might get. We're still in the process of putting in the sound dampening equipment and material here in the studio. But we thought, while we're here, we might as well just go for it. So that's what we're doing. We are going for it. And I do say we, because I'm joined by the lovely and popular, lovely and talented, the effervescent Listener Bev from California. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Um, but you use the word lovely twice, so I'm going to stick with that. Well, y- yeah. you are twice as lovely well, as the uh, common person. Well, so thank you so I, much. I, uh, I'm quite smitten. I am the smitten kitten, smitten and I don't kitten. mind admitting that. So anyhow, we are here doing a show. It is show uh, number 250, bleh, 252. Yeah, 252. And we've got us a word of the week. I'm going to start right off with the word of the week because I don't want to be one of these things. The word of the week is scobberlatcher. And a scobberlatcher is a person who is idle. And not I-D-O-L, but I-D-L-E. And not I-D-E-A-L. Ideal. It's idle. A lazy, a person who's just sitting around doing nothing is a scobberlatcher. And we don't want to be scobberlatchers. People have been scobberlatchers when it comes to giving away free coffee. I have not been able to give away free coffee because absolutely grand total of zero people have sent me their um, bonus point tallies. So I am taking the offer off of the table. It is no longer an offer. All you had to do is just say one, anything. I would have accepted any number that you sent to me and you could have had a free Starbucks card. Who knows how much it would have been. I didn't buy the card. Maybe it was a $5. Maybe it was a $500 Starbucks card. Probably not. Bev just made that face like, no, you better not be buying $500 cards. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we don't have the funds for $500 cards. No. It was... It's probably going to be five, maybe 10. Uh, But anyhow, uh, we will do some more fun stuff like that. But right now, give yourself 10 points every time you can use the word scobberlatcher in a sentence. And gosh, you know, if you're a, a, a person who enjoys the socials like I do, get your camera ready for the person's face when you throw out the word scobberlatcher because I'm sure you're going to get that that tilted dog head look from people like, what did you just call mm-hmm. me? Uh, hopefully, uh, say it to small people so they don't get mad and you know want to fight you. <laughs> uh, but it's a fun way to have some fun. So there you go. Scobberlatcher is our word of the week. Uh, I want to tell you how to get a hold of us. Uh, you can text me or call me. It's the same phone number, 760 760- Six zero eight one nine four two gets you right here to the Bowtie Guy's phone. You can also send an email to bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com and that will get you to us as well. Um, it's kind of fun being here in the studio. I've got my, my microphone from a little overhead uh, swingy thing. I feel like I'm in a radio stu- station. We've got all this, this fun foam on the wall and stuff. It's just, I'm having a real good time with it right now. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. It's 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 pretty neat and fun, and um, so it's nice to be here. Bev, what do you think of the new studio? I like it. it it's really not finished, um, but it makes me feel like 
suddenly we just became a whole lot more professional. Yeah, yeah. It feels fun. It feels, like I said, professional. It looks uh, legit. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Thanks to everybody who's helping to make this happen. And here's something I really like, too, is you're wearing purple today, purple and black. And the walls are purple and black. Yeah, I've got my, my MIU uh, in purple foam, and the rest of the walls are black foam. You're so, super yeah. coordinated. But, yeah. uh, but thanks to everyone who made this happen. And if you want to be a person who helps to make this happen, you can join us by uh, joining our, our Rebuilders program in the Nehemiah Project by texting the word MUM to 760-WALLS-CA. Uh, what that does is that gets you to our text to give platform, which is um, just the easy way for us to give, or for you to give money to us on a one-time or a recurring basis. And we really do appreciate those recurring gifts because they make it a lot easier for us. But if you text that word MUM, M-U-M to 760-WALLS-CA, that's 925-5722, that gets you right into our system, makes it easy for our bookkeeping. And the, the nice thing that's about that is our text to give gives us all the money. When you give us the money, we get the money. Uh, through our Patreon platform that we have been using, they keep uh, 8%, but then I found out they're keeping even more of that because they're taking out some some taxes, uh, depending on where people live and doing different things. So when we get our end-of-year giving statements, it was just a bookkeeping nightmare to try to figure out how to get people properly accounted for on all of their gifts. So we really appreciate those of you who are giving to us on our text to give If you want to join, it's, uh, it's just a text away. Super, super simple. Um, we had a listener last week who heard that we were switching over and they contacted me and let me know that they switched from Patreon over to text to give and it literally took them just a couple minutes to do. They said it was super, super easy. So thanks to everyone who's doing that. Thanks for making it possible for us to get this ministry rocking and rolling. And uh, I think we should probably do the same thing with this show. Get it rocking and rolling and, and dive right in. We've been having a, a guest speaker at our church, and uh, I've invited this person to be on the show. They're not on today, but they're going to hopefully be on in the future. They're a radio host and an international missionary guy by the name of Jason Fren, F-R-E-N-N. You can find books of his online. Uh, they're uh, pretty cool. But he was talking about the idea of, of redemption being simple, but the redeemed life not being easy. And I got to thinking about that idea of simple versus easy and, and things that can be simple, but not necessarily easy. One of the examples he gave was it's simple to run a marathon. You, you start at the start, you run 26.22 miles to the end, and you've run a marathon. That's simple. It's not complex, but it's also not easy because it takes a lot of work. you got to prepare for it and whatnot. And it just really made me think about things in my life, especially my recovery, that might be simple, but not easy. And and I start with recovery because that's one of the things that uh, it can be. I mean, just the, the idea of it is just don't. I mean, Nancy Reagan tried to boil it down to just say no, which is a simple idea, but that is not an easy concept. Here's motorcycle guy again. We got a lot of motorcycles in Ridgecrest. <laughs> they apparently like to come by this location. Um, I was, um, I, I was thinking about that concept of simple versus easy, and some things came to mind for me. But 
before I go on and talk about the entire show without giving you a chance, Bev, do, do you want to jump in here and give us your ideas of, of just what comes to you with simple versus easy? Uh, yeah, I remember being like maybe in third grade and my teacher talking about doing an outline. And I remember the idea and concept of an outline seemed just so confusing and complex. Um, but now what I know about an outline sort of speaks of this subject. And the reason why I say that is simple would be like all the Roman numerals. Roman numeral one, this is, you know, a major bullet. Two. I thought you were talking about actually writing Roman numerals. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, you know, a major bullet, maybe four major bullet. Okay, it's simple. But the... Um, the easy part, where it's not easy, is all of the things it takes to come to that bullet point. So in other words, there may be very few steps involved, but the steps themselves have many things that need to be done in order to get to that major yeah. step. Yeah, our recovery is that way with you know 12 steps that yes. we do, recognizing there's a problem, recognizing we're not in control, recognizing God is, giving it to God, writing down the things, sharing the things, getting ourselves ready to make some changes, um, getting ourselves ready to make some apologies, making the apologies, and then then living a better life. Yeah, and I, I think even just being human beings, that in itself makes life harder. I mean, there's so many facets of being a, a man or a woman. You know, you've got your mind going on, you've got your heart going on. Well, I'll say it this way. You've got like a, a spiritual presence and a physical presence and an emotional presence and um, a mental presence. There's just so many facets of being who we are that sometimes that in itself takes a, um, an easy topic and makes it not so I mean, a simple topic, but makes it not so easy yeah. to accomplish. Yeah, these things that we're, we do, we, I think that the human mind, uh, I read when I was in a, I took a philosophy class, Introduction to Philosophy, when I was in college, and uh, there was a quote throughout the book. They had little quotes and sidebars, and one of them talked about the, the human mind being the, the world's greatest um, disorder to order machine, mm, but right. also being the greatest order to disorder machine, meaning that we can take something very complex and twist it, a ball of yarn, a, a knot of string, and we can work at it and untie it and make sense of it. We can, we can begin to simplify these very complex things and, and harness them for our own power. But we can also take the most simple mundane things and make a complete mess out of them. Do you think also that um, simple versus easy could have something to do with um, the amount of pushback that we get while we're trying to accomplish these simple or easy tasks? For instance, simple would be um, take a piece of string and, and lay it across the table. Mm -hmm. But um, easy would imply that nobody was holding on to the other end of the string while you're trying to pull it across and pull in the opposite direction. In other words, what I'm saying is we often get 
Um, we also often get uh, interrupted, and in this case, uh, by the enemy, if you're talking about spiritual, you know, easy, simple, mm-hmm. uh, you also get pushback from him and resistance and uh, pulling in the opposite direction, which makes it much more complicated. I, I think it can be. There's so many things that can that can fall into the reasons why things become easier, simple, I think. Uh, I was thinking back to a couple of seasons ago, maybe on uh, The Amazing Race. It might have even been last season. I don't know. But it, recently, when um, Kim and Penn were on and, oh. and they had a, a task, they had to go to this little mail train. They had to ride down to this little toy mail train and, and sort the mail. And they had to look for something. And they were going – they found the answer very quickly. And he's like, it couldn't be this simple. Yes. Yes. It couldn't be this either. We must have missed something. And oftentimes in my life, when I find something that's simple, I'm like, that can't be right. Certainly, life has to be more difficult than this. Let me see if I can find where the snag is. And if there's not one, I'm going to go ahead and just tie a knot in the middle of this to make it more difficult. Because that feels like the way life is supposed to go. It's supposed to be more difficult. It's not supposed to be this easy. Hmm. And... When they finished the task, they they lost a lot of places. And he was like, I had it at the beginning, but I just didn't believe that it could be that simple. Mm-hmm. I do that in life. I, I, I do. I just, I look at things and think, well, and maybe it's because it is mundane. Maybe because I want, I, I might not want it to be more difficult, but I, I just want a change of pace. Um, getting up in the morning and getting into a habit of, reading my Bible and uh, posting my thoughts to my online group that I post thoughts with is easy. It's simple. You wake up, you don't do something else. You open up your Bible, you read it, you think about what you got, you write it down and send it. It, it takes five, 10 minutes, mm-hmm. not that big of a deal. But so often I'm like, oh, I'll do that next. I want to do this. I want to, okay. I want to do my crossword puzzle. I want to do my my uh, uh, Wordle puzzle to get that done because that is important <laughs> yeah. to get that done. And I allow myself to get distracted by it. And that might be what you're talking about with the person pulling the string, those distractions from the enemy where he knows he can trip me up. Or just get me working on something different. Because if I'm working on the Wordle instead of working on my scripture reading, I'm obviously not. I, I might be improving my vocabulary and and doing, you know, fun things like uh, learning words like scobberlatcher. But I'm not becoming a better Christian. Yeah, I was thinking as you were talking about that. Um... I wonder if sometimes the difference between simple and easy has to do with whether the task is something we want to do mm-hmm. or if it's something we have to do. Um, Say more about that. I, I just wonder if the thing that suddenly moves it mentally from being simple to hard is me and whether I'm motivated whether it's something I want to do. Let me see if I can think of an example. Okay, well, let's talk about reading the Bible, maybe. Okay, that concept is simple. Yes. Open the book, read the words. 
Okay. But the part that's not easy, opening the book, reading the words, instead of doing something that maybe I would rather be doing, and it's going to cost me something. It's going to cost me putting myself down long enough to, and I don't mean putting myself down as in debasing myself. I'm saying setting my life down for a moment. Yes. And and thinking, okay, God, what would you have me do today? Maybe instead of what I want to do today. Or um, the plan that I have in my head, is this the best you have for me today? Is Is this where you feel like I should be spending my time? In order to do that, I do have to set my life over to the side long enough to even not only think about God for a moment, but to really meditate on that word and see where it applies to my life. That is not easy for me. Yeah. Yeah. That that I want is a very strong muscle because I'm thinking very immediately of exercise or diet and these things that I, I have never been mad about going and exercising. I've never thought, well, what a complete waste of time that was. I felt tired and exhausted, but I've never been like, wow, I'm sure angry that I did that. I've mm-hmm. never felt guilty that I exercised. Never felt guilty that I ate right, Yeah. that I cut out things. But it's so much more fun to not. And I know I get the benefit from it. It's a very clear and obvious benefit from eating right, from exercising, from reading the word. But that I want muscle gets in my way and says, I want to do this instead. Yeah, I, I, I keep listening to what you're saying. And then I take it a little bit further in my mind. And I was thinking maybe part of the contributing factor, uh, of the difference between simple and easy is how long it takes to feel like it's been accomplished. Okay, so um, simple. Uh, I'm trying to think of an an example. Okay, Uh, if we are going, I can't even think of a good example right now. I'm trying to think of what I mean by that. Does that make any sense at all that the time factor could have something to do with it? Simple says when you're getting ready to go out and you say, Bev, I'm going to go do this drywall project. I'll probably be gone about an hour and a half. And then you come back four hours later and you say, "Uh, that didn't quite go the way I wanted it to. I thought I'd be done an hour and a half in here four hours later. I wonder if that's when it moves to difficult. Uh, I keep using the word difficult, but we're not comparing simple and difficult. We're comparing simple and and Well, we're easy. simply easy and the opposite yeah. of easy is difficult. Yeah, um, right, so, right, so right. Those, and we're, we are saying that simple is not the same as easy. So no, right. you're, you're going in the right direction. Yeah. Right, and, sure. and when we've, um, let's say we're planning on going to a play and uh, in, in Los Angeles from where we are um, here in the desert, and sometimes the, there's no traffic, you know. We just breeze right on through there and get to our place, and that was like simple and easy. Mm-hmm. And then other times there's traffic jams or 
somebody's had an accident on the side of the road and they're moving everybody over to one lane and that's not easy yeah you know so i wonder sometimes if the anxiety that comes with spending time on the task takes us from it being simple to suddenly hard could be could be i think one of the things we probably need to do to make things simple or easy is to make first things first. And yes. that's our song of the week, uh, is a song by the band Consumed by Fire. This is a song called First Things First, and we're going to play about 90 seconds for you. We'll be back on the other side to give you some input, to talk a little bit more about this uh, simple versus easy concept, and uh, to hopefully not be scobber latchers. So <laughs> here is Consumed by Fire with First Things First. All the things that I've held dear The vanities that whispered in my ear What would I do if they all disappeared? Riches and fame and all that they could buy I've come to find they never satisfy What would I gain if my soul's a prize? I don't want to love what the world loves I don't want to chase what the world does I only want you I only want you First things first, I seek your will Not my own, surrender all my wants to you Keep the first thing Right. Uh, what you got coming off of that one, Bev? Um, right off the top here, uh, the first three lines are all the things that I've held dear, the vanities that whispered in my ear. What would I do if they all disappeared? Um, you and I were watching um, a documentary the other evening about uh, Hurricane Katrina and the devastation um, to the states there along the coast. And we were looking at pictures of people walking back into their homes where everything was demolished, everything. And the ceiling was caving in, their clothes were floating in the water. Everything at once that they had ever had called their belongings was suddenly gone. And, and it crossed my mind then in watching that show, what would I do if that happened to me? Well, I'd like to say that I would be standing outside of my house saying, well, Thank God my family is okay. Um, but I don't know if I could honestly do that. I think I would be heartbroken at losing the things that I felt like you and I had worked hard for, things that held a lot of memories, um, things that just touch my heart from my past um, that I would never be able to recuperate. And I don't know that I'd do very well with that. And yet, this this group is saying um, what would we gain if we held on all of that, but instead we lost our soul. Yeah, yeah, which is and, the, the verse Mark 8, 36, 
Um, might be more familiar with it. This is the ESV version. For what does it profit a man to gain the world but forfeit his soul? Uh, NIV has, you know, what good is it for someone to gain the world yet forfeit their soul? And, and that's the whole point is, you know, what are we, what are we getting instead? Can't have both. Yeah. What are we getting instead? And are we putting things in the right order? And, and as it says in the, the chorus there, first things first, I seek your will, not my own. Surrender all my wants to you. And we've got to do things in the proper order or it won't work. I remember my chemistry teacher in high school was going to mix together some chemicals and have this cool reaction. And she got things out of order. She didn't read the label on the chemical and mixed different chemicals than what she expected and used a whole bottle of this chemical. And thankfully, (laughs) it didn't react poorly or poisonously. Uh, But we didn't put the first things first. Uh, you, you put the cart in front of the horse, it's not going to work well. That horse doesn't mind pulling, doesn't like to push. And so we've got to make sure we're doing things in the right order of operations. Uh, I remember in math, we learned order of operations. Oh, gosh, and, yes. and, and if you do things in the improper order, you get a very different answer. Yeah, I really, um, one of the phrases that he uses over and over in this song really grabbed me, and that was, all my desires reversed. Mm. I don't work that way most of the time. Mm-mm. I fulfill my desire and then find out that it wasn't worth the investment that I made or find out that it is for a little while. Um, and we talked a few weeks ago about idol worship yeah, and how quickly these things can turn to seem to be the most important thing in the world. And yet when I look at somebody else's life, I can see that immediately. Sure. Why did they put their money into that? You know, but for my own life, there's a lot of times that I just do because I want mm-hmm. um, and invest more than I should. Yeah. Into and I that. identify that desire. Then I activate that desire. Then I convince the people around me and God or try to convince oh. them that that was the right thing. I knew that's what you were going to say. Justify. Yes. My wants. Yes, uh, yes. And show how it was okay yeah. that I did that. And, and I'm not saying we're the only people with that problem, with that kind of view. I think a lot of people do. Well, I know we're not alone in that. Doesn't mean it's right. Right, yeah. And we're looking mm-hmm. at you, the person with the blue car driving in traffic right now. Just or maybe kidding. it's a red car. Maybe it's a yellow car. <laughs> you know, I think it could be all of us. Maybe it's Mr. That. Harley that yeah, was it could be Harley driving Man. around the corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, who who knows? Uh, but I think we got to, we do have to keep those things, um, keep things in the right order, keep things in the right perspective. Well, you know, steering back to the topic, or are you done with your thought? This well, is know, not I, my show. It, it, it's our show. It's the people's show. <laughs> um, it, um, I was thinking about a comment that was made. We were working on step five in the prison this weekend, and uh, Tweedy said, Tweedy's one of our students. Um, uh, he was talking, he said, well, w- what about, you know, I, I did this and I look at it and I, how do I go and tell this person I'm sorry? And what, are, and I, I said, man, we are working on step five. You're oh, working right. on step nine. Yeah. We still have step six, step seven, step eight, before we even think about step nine, you're missing several steps in the process. Don't get ahead of yourself. And it can be very easy because I want to get it done now. I want to make 
the pain stop. We talk so often in recovery when you heard our guest speaker in church this week say the same thing, that people will change when the discomfort of staying the same is worse than the discomfort of changing. And so once we want to get rid of that discomfort of how it feels, I want it to be done now. It's like, look, I'm working on this, so let's make it happen now. And maybe that's the difference between simple and easy is like you were talking about with Tweety, skipping steps. Yeah. We tried to do it too fast. And that was my point about time. Um, You know, I didn't think about that, the time, but those two things kind of go together. When we skip steps, think we have a better plan or a more efficient way of getting to where we need to get, uh, it's not usually successful. Yeah. Well, and I think of another great example uh, to me, anyhow, of this difference between something that is easy or something that is simple, but is is not necessarily easy. And it's the Great Commission uh, that we find in Matthew. Uh, and I'm reading again from the, uh, from the NIV. It says, uh, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Therefore, because of that, therefore, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. We're, we're to go out there and and teach the world about Jesus. And so often I interpret that and make it less simple. I make mm-hmm. it more difficult by saying what that means. And what that means is make them think the way I think. Go out and make the world agree with me about Jesus or make the world agree with me and use Jesus Mm. as my stick to beat them with. And Jesus is not a stick. Jesus should be a carrot. If I'm using Jesus as a stick, I am misapplying the love of Jesus to a stranger's life, especially to a non-believer's life. Yeah, um, I was listening to my devotionals this morning. I always listen to the uh, North Coast um, church devotionals. Pastor Larry was saying, um, he was pointing to the scripture that said to always be ready with an answer to the hope that lies within us when someone asks mm-hmm. a question about about what we believe. And he, he pointed to something that I had never thought about before. He said, you know, sometimes it's okay when someone asks you questions for you to say, I don't know. Because he said, look at the blind man. Um, Jesus touched his eyes and healed him. He had no idea who that even was. And when they asked him later, who, who healed you? He said, I, I don't even know. I don't know, this guy, I I know, and they they just kept pressing him for answers. And finally he said, I don't know, but before I couldn't see, and now I can. And he said, that's really all we need to share is, you know, what Jesus has done for us, even if we don't have an answer. And that gave me great relief because I've heard many times people say, you better have your testimony ready. You better practice it in the mirror. You better look and see what you look like when you say those things to people because when people come up, you don't want to be standing there going, uh, 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 uh. But the truth of the matter is it's as simple as saying, I really don't know what happened to me that day, but I know I walked in with no peace and I walked out with peace because I met Jesus. 
Yeah, yeah. And that um, we can just... I, I lost my train of thought in there. So I'm just going to say, yes, I agree <laughs> with you on that, um, that, uh, that that's good. Well, Jesus told us to count the cost. He said, you know, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Um, but he also cautioned us that, as I was mentioning before, the world will push back. The enemy will fight us. Um, getting through that may not be quite as easy as we think it might be, even though his burden is light. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we can always turn our burdens over to Jesus. Sure. No matter what we're going through. Absolutely. Absolutely we can. And um, and if we keep those first things first, if we keep the simple things simple, if we don't try to convolute the basic message of Christ, if we don't try to interject our own thoughts, feelings, opinions, biases, and whatever else's into somebody else's life to make them more like us. If I'm trying to make you mm-hmm. more like me instead of more like Christ, missing the goal, mm-hmm. missing the target, missing the big picture, we just got to dumb things down yeah. because I'm not as clever as I think I am. And I've even used the excuse before, um, Paul, where I think that my presence should be enough to turn somebody's life around. You know, oh, they'll watch me and they'll see Jesus in me and then they'll turn their life around. That's a really arrogant thought. That that's not that shouldn't be my attitude going into any kind of connection with someone. I feel like it would be much more productive if I was saying, Lord, I don't know what I'm gonna be doing today in this conversation, but would you shine through me? Mm-hmm. May the person see Jesus, may they not see me. Yeah, I need to be a mirror, not a light. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good stuff. Good stuff, Bev. Thanks for joining on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to find more about Jason Friend, you can check him out online. He's on the uh, social media places. It's Jason, like you'd spell Jason, J-A-S-O-N, and then Friend, F-R-E-N-N. Uh, check him out. I highly encourage you to do that. Hopefully, he's going to be on soon uh, on a show, and we're just trying to coordinate schedules and that would be something to look forward to as well. Uh, I want to remind us real quick not to be scobber latchers, uh, <laughs> to go ahead and uh, get involved with ministry. And if we are the ministry that you choose to be involved with, one of the best things you can do is pray for us. Real super easy, real low cost on that one. Pray for us, pray for messed up ministries, that we're doing the will of God and that we're being mirrors and not lights. You can also tell people about the show. Real easy, real low cost. Just let people know, hey, check out the Mess It Up podcast. It's free. You can listen to it for free. The more listeners we have, the more we can get that word out, the more stories we can share and how we can benefit from each other is uh, multiplied by getting more listeners. And then another way you can help out that's not necessarily as free, but still not too bad, is by texting the word MUM to 760-WALLS-CA. And uh, for those of you who need a reminder, that's 925-5722. And that gets you to our text to give so you can financially support the ministry and the things that we are doing. Uh, we've got big plans, big hopes, big dreams. And, and it, a big it, God. And a big God. And it involves you. 
um, uh, with us. We want to include you in our stuff. So thank you very much for doing that. If you want to get a hold of me, it's uh, bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com or uh, text or phone me at 760-608-1942. And did you realize that if you were keeping track of your bonus points today during this podcast, you would already have like you've mentioned Scobberlatcher like three or four times. Nice. So you'd be out there and I'm looking just at 30 points. Wait, I, should, I know. I should email myself. Yeah, yeah you should. Starbucks card. Except that it's already been canceled. That's right. The, yeah. the offer has been rescinded. Right. But uh, you but know what? There's a new one coming. I could go take you to buy coffee sometime oh, this I week. I love the idea of that. I love the. You know what? Let's do this. Here's my challenge to you. Take someone out for coffee this week and let me know about it. Just put a picture online yeah. and, uh, and, and tag messed up ministries in it or mess it up podcast in it. And um, we can see those pictures and that would be outstanding. I'd love to see you out there just sharing a cup of coffee with a friend and uh, spreading the word of God, going out and doing that great commission over a nice little cuppa. And um, I don't think I've got anything else to say, Bev. I don't either, but I just thought about our friend Faith. Please remember to be praying for Faith Paxton Pantry. You've heard about her a lot. And she could use the prayers right now. Yeah, uh, she's uh, she's got a, a diagnosis that came through uh, with esophageal cancer and some some scary stuff coming up. Uh, some some things that just uh, on the one hand, it's really good that they've got procedures that they can do and they've worked this out and they understand them and they know how to do them. That's a, an awesome thing and it gives me some peace. But also, it's just scary having to know that you know some procedures and those kind of things will have to go through. So again, simple. Not easy for our friend Paxton right. Pantry. So uh, we love you out there, uh, Faith. Uh, and if any of the rest of you have stuff that you would like us to pray for, you know, please send those things in to the email or text us. Uh, we'd love to do that. But right now we're just going to leave well enough alone and say we'll see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.